to the Giving Grace Matters podcast. This is episode two. In the first episode, we started to make the case for cultivating a grace-based approach to leadership. In this episode, I'm going to share a framework for how to think about it. Right now, you will be listening for the resonation between the definition of grace that you recorded and the framework that I'm offering, which has three parts, kindness, compassion, and respect for human dignity. You also might be thinking about how much of this is enough to make the call that grace is in action. Nate Walkingshaw can help us think about the challenge of naming and measuring grace. Nate is an inventor, a successful serial entrepreneur, a current CEO of Taurus, which is a pioneer company in sustainability, and by the way, a tree farmer. He's also a leader in human-centered product design, which requires these attributes of grace, like compassion. When Nate was an executive at Pluralsight, a global workforce education company, he influenced internal corporate culture that was human-centered, as well as how the Pluralsight platform could be designed to change the way opportunity and dignity has honored workers around the world. Nate understands how to tackle ambiguity with value-based reasoning. If I could counsel other leaders, it's not easy. It's actually very, very difficult. This leadership style is very unique because you do have to balance the binary nature of a business, like credits and debits side, either things are or they aren't. There's a very black and white piece of of organizations. And then there's this cultural and this core values, which is more art than science. And people have a really hard time kind of parsing how to deliver value. They actually had to measure value. Like when we talk about grace, it's like when somebody asks me to measure grace, it's like, well, how much grace did you give this week? Or how much grace are you giving throughout this year? I mean, it's, it's arbitrary. I think when I, when I say it's difficult, I mean, it's, it's literally hard to bucket it, put a metric around it and then chase it down. It is a cultural lived and felt thing. And I'd say maybe if there's any way to measure it, um, it lives in a vanity metric called like employee net promoter scores or employee customer satisfaction. But trust me, when they're not happy, you're going to hear about it in qualitative feedback and you're going to see it on Glassdoor. And the goal is to get ahead of it. This is a call to action for us right now. How can we get ahead of identifying opportunities to cultivate grace in organizations? If we can't bucket it, as Nate suggests, then let's pour out what could be in the bucket and tag it. We'll discover that some buckets will have different balances of values that align with grace, and that's okay. What I'd like to share with you are the three tags that I've noticed as being consistently present with leaders when they talk about grace in their organizations. Compassion to self and others, respect for human dignity, and a nuanced type of kindness that is grounded in authenticity. Let's listen to a story from Jane Sakaro, who is the former CEO of Camp Kesem, an incredible national program and summer camp for children who are affected by a parent's cancer. Jane is now an executive coach living in Chicago and recently shared with me a dilemma that she had at Kesem that required her to take a risk and lean into compassion to solve a sticky situation. When I first started thinking about this, I had so clearly 
this example of an experience I had. I was running a nonprofit called Camp Chasm. And just in a quick nutshell, the organization supports children whose parents have cancer. At the time, I think we were serving 10,000 children in summer programs across the country. So you can imagine <laughs> 10,000 kids under our care. Things, you know, for the most part go well, but once in a while, you know, all the same bumps, scrapes, everything that happens at home happens to us at camp. And we had a situation with a camper parent where I won't go into the details, but, you know, something had happened with their child. We had to contact them and get them involved. And while we were doing our investigation, sort of trying to figure out what had happened, the parent sort of lost patience with us and got very, very irate. And the parent chose to use their anger and lash out on social media you know, sharing all sorts of things that were not true, personally attacking me, personally attacking the organization, going after our donors, all while we're trying to get our arms around, hey, what actually happened here? Where Grace comes in is my board was surrounded by incredible people, but very risk averse people. And so when this parent was out lashing, the consistent advice I was getting was stop engaging. Don't talk to the parent anymore. At this point, it's only going to hurt the organization. Um, there's a sense that he could use your words against us, like just stop engaging. Nothing, nothing good is going to happen out of this. I could not shake that there was something more to this parent. And at the core of this parent was someone who was very, very afraid and very afraid for their child, very afraid and very hurt because of what had happened to them. And so I kept on pushing <laughs> with our board and said, you know, I'd really like to get the the parent on the phone for another time. And they're like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> there, there's just, you know, our, our council has advised against it and, and that couldn't sleep and, and finally said, hey, what would it take for you all to feel safe for me to have this conversation? Because I really think we owe it to this parent. At the end of the day, we are an organization that serves children and, and parents in crisis. So, they agreed if if we recorded the conversation and if I had a colleague join us, we could actually get on the phone with the parent and hear him out. He got on the phone and he it was pure vitriol. I mean, just anger, hatred, so much just fuming. And we let him vent. We let him hear it all out. When he was done, we said, can we share what we've learned through our investigation? He took a breath listen to us, um, where we shared, you know, the facts as, as we understood them. And he immediately switched gears. He just calmed down. He shared that no one had listened to him throughout his cancer journey, that no one had understood he had lost his job. He had lost his sight. He had lost so many other gifts. And this was just an angry, really, really scared parent. By the end of the call, he literally agreed to pull all of his social media posts. He had threatened to sue the organization. He pulled back the lawsuit, literally everything. And you know, his only request was, can I enroll my child for the next year? But where grace comes in for me is this like commitment to see the human on the other side and to understand an approach with compassion and to be just unconditionally kind to that individual and to respect them and to treat them with dignity. 
I think the biggest takeaway for me in that experience was, you know, so often we get into leadership positions and we're advised to do things to protect and insulate the organization. And I think many times that's absolutely the right strategy, but there are those times where it also serves to insulate us against the human that we're trying to connect with and we lose a lot. And I think of had we followed the path of not engaging and and that we probably would have had a lawsuit. We probably would have had continued social media, you know, PR crisis and, on our hands. And instead, we we were able in this case to connect with the human on the other side. By choosing a grace-based approach to responding to that parent, Jane and her team were able to come to a positive resolution that exceeded expectations. Let's tag the way grace showed up. There was compassion for the parent who was hurt. There was kindness and honoring the conversation. And there was respect for his dignity by allowing him to negotiate a resolution despite a tough start in his negotiation tactics. When we choose a human-centered approach, we can access innovative and wide-reaching solutions. Here's how Charles Humbird, the CEO of Uplift Entertainment Media Company, dives in to earnestly understand what is important to his viewers and customers. In our world, what we deal with a lot is, um, you know, we're an uplifting brand, a wide entertainment brand, but we tend to, you know, also attract a more conservative viewer base. The conservative viewer base doesn't always like some of the storylines. You know, if we get into different kinds of lifestyle with, you know, same-sex couples and other things, and that has been something that, you know, you've got to apply grace on as well as a leader um, in how we respond to our customers. Because, look, they're our customers. Um, they're people that like our brand, but they will write me and express, you know, their disagreement with things that we have on. You know, and it can be language issues. It could be those kind of things. And you have to have some grace in that and say, where is this person coming from? And I've, I go as far as sometimes to reach out and call these people so I get a better understanding of what makes them think that way. Right? And I think... You, you have to show grace a little bit as a leader and do that. You can't just say, there again, my way or the highway. I want to understand, you know, as much as I can about our viewers and our customers so I can have those considerations as we make programming decisions and business decisions um, that they may disagree with or, or may enjoy. If we were to dump out this bucket of grace and tag the elements, you'd notice the compassion in Charlie's willingness to engage with people who want to be heard, his kindness reaching out to call people back, and his respect for others to consider and honor diverse viewpoints. If it's my way or the highway, then a grace-based approach to management doesn't work. By now, you are starting to get ahead of understanding how to identify opportunities to cultivate grace in organizations and with relationships. Before you jump into the next episode, I'd like you to first consider some recent interactions you've had with peers, colleagues, family, or even the grocery clerk. Think about things you said, wrote, or did. How do you think that compassion, dignity, and kindness showed up? Let's listen to a way that you might evaluate your grace-based interaction as told by Jane Sakaro from the Camp Kesem story, and who also has had a dynamic career in a variety of corporate leadership roles. I think when I am at my best as a leader, I have 
a mixture of grace and grit. And I'm using the two together. I'm, you know, using the grace to have this unconditional support and care and compassion and that, but the grit to make sure we're continuing to move forward. And when we hit obstacles, we're resilient and we're creative and we're hardworking and that. And those, when they're going together, feel really good. When I'm out of alignment, I think I'm too far indexed on grit and and not enough on grace. And so when I was reflecting, I'm like, okay, what are the really yucky things that, you know, I wish I could undo or, you know, the, you know, tough personnel issues that have happened over the last 25 years in each time, once I had your theme and I could apply it to, I was like, there was not enough grace in that situation. There was not enough compassion for the human on the other side. And so it's, they're all small little instances, but like, if you ask me when I'm cataloging at night, (laughs) what, you know, what do, what do I want to (laughs) fix? Um, you know, before I leave this planet, like there's probably three or four instances where I'm like, there was just not enough grace. And so that that's, what's showing up for me is like in my, in my proudest moments, I've got that the grace and the grit are there together. And in my least proud moments, what's missing is grace. Let's take action. I want you to use Jane's ratio of grit versus grace to evaluate that recent interaction you just thought about. Make a note of one thing you can do in the next 24 hours that will bring a little more grace to something similar. What would happen if you dialed up the grace a little more than the grit? In the next episode, we will think about where we see grace showing up. I'll meet you there.